Let the words of my lips and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable to you, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. I've always thought you should get extra credit if you venture to go to church when it's a little bit rainy outside. So well done, everyone. Um, during World War II, there was a man named Harold Rhodes who had a, a music school, a piano school. He taught people how to play piano, but he had an interesting philosophy. I think, I think the actual music school still exists where he wanted people to understand how the instrument worked as well. So in World War II, he built a piano that would go onto the beds of soldiers who were recovering in the hospital so that they could learn piano, seeing that to be part of how they would heal. And that was the birth of a piano company. Um, a few years later, there was a guy named uh, Leo Fender who had invented the Stratocaster, um, the Telecaster, and the Precision Bass. He was enamored by what Harold Rhodes was doing, and that was the advent of the Fender Rhodes Piano Company. Now, they made electric pianos, but they made them, they were real instruments. And I first played one when I was in high school, and I ended up at a, at a party in someone's warehouse where there was a Fender Rhodes, and if anybody plays piano, you know the difference between an electronic <coughs> keyboard and a piano. A piano has real keys and real action. And so I, I played this Rhodes. It was the most amazing thing I had ever played. And it's the sound that you hear when you hear like the Doors or a lot of the rock and roll music in the 70s. It's a real instrument that has hammers, but instead of the hammer that strikes um, three strings, it strikes um, a, a metal tone bar that then is in front of 73 or 88 different pickups. So yeah, we're talking about like a real analog instrument, but it's mechanical. And it's, they stopped making them um, in like 1982 or 83 when kind of circuitry was getting fancier and people could make a much lighter than 130 pound thing that you move from club to club. Um, but the action is unparalleled. And so people, people want these. They're fun to play. And um, I found last year, 1977, Fender Rhodes Mark I stage piano. Suitcase, suitcase piano. Well, what happens when something's been sitting in a warehouse for a long time and is really old? It needs to be restored. So we'll skip the details about how it's restored. Um, a couple days ago, one of Bailey's friends, dad, was coming to pick her up, and we were talking and, and kind of... Sharon Louis is like, I, I want to see this. So I take him downstairs, and downstairs is the, the piano is fully taken apart on the ping pong table. And, um, and he looks at me, he's like, oh my God, this is like, you must have done this before. <laughs> no, never done this before. Well, how did you know how to do it? Do y'all know the answer? YouTube. <laughs> YouTube. He figured out right away. 
We have at the source of our fingertips the ability to figure out anything. It's called YouTube. Yeah. Um, today is a beautiful day. It is the moment that we will baptize James Inge. Um, one of the things that happens at baptism is we reaffirm what it is that we believe. And in a moment, you're going to stand up and you're going to say that I believe in the Holy Spirit. I believe in the Holy Spirit. What does it mean to believe in the Holy Spirit? It's interesting that, you know, if I reflect on my sermons, often when I preach about baptism, I draw attention to the, to the words on page 299 that talk about this bond that God establishes that cannot be changed and that promise that God is always with you. Now, that's a pretty profound truth for us to acknowledge that no matter what we face in life, no matter what we face, the, the beauty, the joy, the pain, the heartbreak, and everything that's in between, that's a powerful promise to acknowledge that God is with us. But that's not the whole story. There's oil right here. I don't know if any of y'all have ever seen this. Um, we take oil at a baptism, and Becky will stick her thumb into the chrism, and she'll place it on James's head, and she'll say, you are marked by the Holy Spirit in baptism. You are sealed by the Holy Spirit in baptism and marked as Christ's own forever. What we say as Christians is that the Holy Spirit is a part of your life now. What that means is not only are you not alone in what you are facing, but there is a source of power, of strength, of courage, of wisdom, I'm not sure I knew what that meant a year ago. I do now, I think, a little bit more at least, that no matter what we face, it's not just that God is with us, but God is there to give us wisdom, to nurture us. And I think about how we make decisions as a community trying to go forward something that nobody has any answers for. It's the Holy Spirit. Or how does a person support their loved one when they've received a diagnosis that they can't understand? It's the Holy Spirit that gives them wisdom and strength. Or how, you know, the, the, the promises that we're about to make in baptism, how to respect the dignity of every human being, there are some people that are difficult to love. <laughs> but the Holy Spirit will help you. The Holy Spirit will help you. You know, when I think about YouTube, y'all are it. When you don't know how to do something, you've got 160 people in this nave and another 800 in this community that are willing to walk with you and listen and support you and try to figure it out. That is the Holy Spirit at work. 
us not only that we're not alone, but no matter what you are facing, the Holy Spirit will guide, will protect, and will nurture you. So James is about to be marked as Christ's own forever and sealed with the Holy Spirit. The rest of you already are. Thanks be to God. Music